Welcome to another conversation with a difference maker. And today it's a pleasure. This is actually the second podcast we've done in probably five weeks together. A great friend of mine, Dr. David Hager, he and his wife, Pam, are amazing. And uh, they're a big part of our Bethel family, our church here. And uh, been friends now for goodness, probably 10 years or so. Uh, Dr. Hager has been in the medical profession now for 40 years and he is still going strong in his practice. But what I love about him, he's not only a difference maker in the life of the people he treats and the surgeries he does and so on, but he's a difference maker involved in any way to help our communities and our nations and sick, hurting, hurting, broken people, addicted people, people that, you know, are like you and I, people that are going through life. We, we hit spots, we hit places and we need men like this. That's been through it as well. He has an amazing story. Sometimes we need to share that. But uh, I just love people that make a difference every day in every way, wherever they are. And he is one of those guys. And I want him just to take a minute to update us because he's always doing so many new things for our nation and other things as well. Well, you're too kind. Thank you so much. Um, you are a dear friend, uh, you and Stephanie and Pam and I, uh, especially right now, we're going through some stuff uh, personally, and you've been a great support to us. Um, it's good to be back here. Uh, I am... Uh, in the practice of gynecology at Baptist Health Lexington and primarily do robotic surgery now. Uh, my, my subspecialty area of interest is infectious disease. I was at the Centers for Disease Control and have also had an appointment at the Food and Drug Administration. Um, right now, um, in addition to practice, uh, I'm running a connect group here at Bethel Harvest Church uh, for um, individuals, guys, it's all guys who are dealing with uh, addictive behaviors and, or have been for any type of um, substance, any type of sexual issue and so forth. Um, and um, I am also involved with an organization out of Texas called the Medical Institute, and they're involved with trying to decrease teen uh, sexual activity resulting in sexually transmitted infections and non-marital pregnancy, uh, and also working a bit, uh, the, the uh, senator from Kentucky called my office, Rand Paul called my office last week to interview me about ways to use non-opioid uh, methods to treat pain in post-operative patients. So I probably do a little bit too much in too many ways and not really great at any of them. No, that's what a difference maker is. <laughs> They're always looking for opportunities, and you do. It seems like opportunities find you, but when you're good at what you do, that's what happens. They look for me. Well, and, and uh, David is very modest. I could sit here and give you another list of things he's done and is doing. And, you know, the, the thing that he and I want to do and share with you guys today is we're going to give you some information. We're going to hit our second uh, podcast on, on the COVID uh, virus. And what we're going to do is today is give you some facts and information that could be a little depressing, a little discouraging, but I promise you we're going to mix it with hope and love and, and purpose. And when we go through times like this, we need to know the facts. We need to know what we're facing. Uh, and we need to be balanced in that. But we also need to uh, understand that pressure and uh, trials is what strengthens us. And what I've always tried to do, especially during times like this, there's a lot of uncertainty in our nation as well. And then you throw on an epidemic like this that is very serious, affects a lot of people, a lot of lives are lost. And uh, 
there, we're going to talk about some other ways lives are lost other than just the virus itself. When we go through these times, that's the time to really understand why am I here? And the reason I'm here, and you go back to the basics and you dig in, like me, I'm here to be a difference maker for God. That's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm about. And so I just go, okay, Lord, am I on track with the, the last instructions you've given me, the vision, the purpose for my life? Uh, do I need to up my game in an area or whatever? But the main thing is wherever I focus, the uh, my emotional energy flows in that direction, and it's going to be positive or negative. We kind of say it around here, you know, where your focus goes, your energy mm-hmm. flows. And if all I do is focus on the facts and the negative, I'm going to be depressed and anxious and, and go into a dark place. But if I take those facts and allow it to motivate me to find even greater purpose and a greater why and to be even more involved in addressing that, but also addressing my own uh, why, that gives me the positive emotional energy I need and the strength. And that's what the Holy Spirit loves to work with. He'll work with either. He'll work with us. Thank goodness he'll never leave us or forsake us. But, man, when you throw him in there, we as Christians, we have an unfair advantage. Yeah. And that's what I love about you, always looking for an opportunity to be a difference maker. So that's kind of my spill on that today, and I know Dr. Hager may uh, talk a little bit more about it. But as we anything before we just dive into this? Well, I think to, just to jump onto what you were saying, Pastor, is that in order to be a difference maker, mm-hmm. I think personally mm-hmm. you need to be adequately informed. Yes, and of course. I'm not talking about having a great intellect, but you need to have the facts. You need to have the information so that you can make wise decisions, you can be in touch with what the Lord is saying and directing you to do as an adequately informed believer. Yes, and and, and, and going to that, that'll just segue us right into um, what we want to talk about today. So as we look at COVID, and a lot of times when we look at something or situation, we see what we want to see. Our, our perception's already kind of set. So that's why facts are so critical and we always have to be open to hear facts and then determine what we do with those facts. So here's some facts about COVID. Uh, there's now a lot of data showing significant increased rates of the following through the epidemic. Acute stress disorder, depression, anxiety, anger, rage, fear, hysteria, frustration, depression. I'm just going to read all of them because I think it's critical. Hopelessness, uh, desperation, overeating. Increase, this is really critical, increase in alcohol use, nicotine use, drug use, internet sex, pornography viewing, suicide uh, viewing, uh, suicidal ideation, suicide attempts, drug overdoses and deaths, and financial loss. And we've had people we love in our life that have uh, fallen prey to uh, overdoses, to suicides. Uh, I've been uh, either led uh, or performed or attended too many of those in recent months. Mm. And that's another reason you and I are so emphatic about get the facts out and let's deal with this spirit. So Dr. Hager, can you share your, some of your thoughts on the rise of these disorders and effects that, that come along with not just the biological part of this, but the overall social uh, epidemic we're facing as well? Well, as a part of the pandemic, uh, part of the management has been social isolation. Yeah, And so uh, we've <clears throat> talked about social distancing. We've talked about being careful who you're around, not being out in groups. Churches couldn't meet in person for a, a while. And uh, just now we're back, but we still have to distance. And, and we are not created as human beings by God to be socially isolated. Mm-hmm. 
he created man and woman in his yes. own image yes. because he wanted to be in relationship with mm -hmm. us and he wanted us to be in relationship with each other. And so when you have mandates and guidelines that say you need to separate, you need to part, you can't be together, emotionally and psychologically that plays on our minds. So in my opinion, I personally believe that we will ultimately, when the history books are written, we will show that the emotional and psychological consequences of this virus are going to be greater than the physical consequences. I agree. Uh, for our children, our school children, for uh, young adults, and so forth. So w what are the emotions that happen? Well, there's fear. Mm -hmm. There's uncertainty. There's a lack of control about what I can do. And there's a lack of social interaction. Mm -hmm. And all of those things distance us not only from each other, but they have a tendency to make us so introspective and, and self-isolated, we often distance ourselves from God. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we just go into a hole. We mm -hmm. go into a pit. And I, I love the verses that say that he reached down his hand and lifted me out of a pit. Mm -hmm. He does not want us to stay <clears throat> in that place. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, David, uh, um, I have to put full disclosure out here. I preached the gospel now for 30 years. Uh, been a, a full-time pastor now for goodness 29 uh, 27 years I think it is count well, 29 years counting so I've preached the gospel now for oh, closer to 40 years well over 30 but I've been in full-time ministry preaching the gospel but anyway so even I even me have struggled at times being isolated you know because of the uncertainty I know in the beginning the first few weeks and then you know, we learn as we get older, as we grow, if we grow, a lot of people don't grow, that's the problem, how to deal with our existence, how to deal with our walk with God, but also life itself. And some of the things I've learned in my life is, is if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm -hmm. So when I feel that pressure and stress come on me of isolation, because I'm a people person, I'm a hugger, you know, I'm kind of, if I come in and I'm in a room, I'm usually going to be very engaged in whatever it is. And so, man, when I don't have that personal interaction, it is the, the and I have a great family and Steph and I have a great relationship, but she's like me. So we're just like, we could only, you know, interact so much. Mm -hmm. And so I felt myself kind of falling in that darkness a little bit, falling in that, you know, angry a little bit, just not even know what I was angry about, just an upsetness of uncertainty. But then I began to refocus myself. And I said, well, okay, I'm gonna, I need to drop about 20 pounds. And so I did. I need to, I need to study some other topics out, get some stuff in my spirit. Okay, God has a vision that I need to put some legs on that vision, on uh, flesh on that structure. And then I'll do that a while. And then for a few days, I'll feel that thing get back on me. And I have to, you know, so we're always working on ourselves. And as we as Christ followers, it's so easy. Uh, well, let me ask you this question. How do we as Christ followers, how do we, provide hope, healing, and wholeness to our world. Or in other words, that's a difference maker to whoever's around me. Now, one of my favorite scriptures is 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of sound mind, uh, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And that's what really being a difference maker is all about. And it? it's not being a difference maker in theory and philosophy only. It's being a difference maker with everyone we come in contact with if, if possible. Yeah, and that's so true. I love that scripture. I think everybody should put it on their refrigerator mm -hmm. as a COVID-19 mm -hmm. passage. That's good. Uh, he, he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. And 
the natural inclination that we all have when we watch the media, when we read the newspapers day after day after day, deaths, deaths, deaths. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's an American citizen dying every 110 seconds in this country right now who have a COVID-19 infection. That doesn't mean they died from that. Mm -hmm. They may have died from a myocardial infarction. They may have died from cancer, but if they're COVID-19 positive, it goes in that list. And that creates a sense of fear. And he does not want us to react and live with a sense of fear and doom and gloom. But the way you feel, the way I feel, that's a natural inclination. Mm-hmm. I'm, sometimes I'm afraid to go to the office. Sometimes I'm afraid to go into the operating room because you, you just don't know. Am I going to get become infected and I'm go, am I going to take it home to my wife? So that's, that's a, a thing that we fear, but he has given us a, a sense of hope. And so by grab, grasping hold of this information, by grasping hold of the true facts and then going back to the word with mm-hmm. every single mm-hmm. one of these things, he has a passage mm-hmm. that will deliver us from that fear. Mm-hmm. Well, in Romans 12, 2 says, be not conformed to the pattern of this world to show what is God's good, acceptable, and perfect will. And, and, and that's the key, I think, as we really look at some of this data, how do we as Christians, you know, how do we, uh, consume this information and what do we do with it? You know, the data from International Journal Journal of Medicine, which I know you're very aware of, <clears throat> is showing 20% increase in fear, 18% in, increase in hopelessness, 185% in uh, desperation, 10% in hysteria, but then nationally increase of 18% and probably way more than that in drug overdose and in some areas, especially around where we are, 300%. So as we look at this, and the effect it's having on the believer. And we look at Hebrews uh, 4, verses 10 through 25, 24 through 25 says, this is not a time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed a habit of doing because we've learned each other, we, we, because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge other onward and, and anticipate in its dawning. So as social isolation can produce health in some means, it can be a little dangerous in the other if we go overboard with that. Uh, how do you think that we can see it as an opportunity versus it becoming dangerous to our health or to uh, our, our physical condition as well? And how do we bring unity with those that have a different opinion of what social distancing is? Yeah, and so uh, just to be clear, uh, we are not saying that you shouldn't be hugging everybody and you should be in large crowds without your mask. We, we espouse the idea you should be wearing your mask primarily because you love your neighbor as yourself and so you won't in- infect your neighbor. We are saying that social distancing is appropriate uh, in small groups, yes, but large gatherings, you got to be careful. But I think that you need to uh, do everything in light of the word. The passage that Pastor quoted, Romans twelve two, says, "Do not be transformed by the be not conformed to the uh, pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. Let your mind be renewed by what is hopeful." 
And so uh, we need to be consistent in our faith and service. Don't withdraw from your church attendance and your church involvement. Uh, here at Bethel, for example, we have edge coaching groups uh, that, that uh, do a great work. We have connect groups uh, for various types of group. I, I happen to lead the one for, for men's addictions. Uh, we have our hospita hospitality care team. So get involved in those, our Thursday night food bank ministry. That is a part of helping your mind to be renewed so that you don't fall into that pit of despair. And the thing I always say, and I'm a physician, I'm not a pastor, but base every decision you make on the Word. Go back to the Word and find out what it says so that you can be a difference maker. And we need to be difference makers, not just on Sunday. Right. We need every to be day. difference makers every day. You know, and this, obviously, this podcast is viewed by way many more people than that attend Bethel or are part of our ministry or even my influence currently. And that is, man, there's different ways you can go out and get involved. I mean, you can go out and get involved in serving at a food shelter. You can get involved in just mowing a widow's lawn. You can, there's so many ways doing uh, some outdoor repairs or indoor repairs for some families and so on. I know uh, being a difference maker is, is a mindset. Yeah. It's really looking for the opportunities. And when we come through this time of COVID, you, you may know an elderly person that's a neighbor. Uh, we've had a couple pass away in our neighborhood uh, not with COVID, but just due to older age. But you have now someone that's been married for decades and they're up in years and their spouse has just passed away. And you just, you know, we just kind of go meet them on the street and try to talk. You know, you can only do so much, but it breaks your heart to see that. And that's why we uh, ask difference makers, whatever, whatever our stance is from whatever area of life we come from, if we truly want to make a difference, we need to look for those opportunities and use them. And, uh, and that's what I think that uh, God is wanting us to do. But I think that's what we need to do is just being a good Samaritan, a good person. And uh, we started out by talking about the, the rates of suicide, suicidal ideation, which actually happens to be greater in females mm -hmm. thinking about mm -hmm. taking your life. Suicidal acts, which are greater in males, have, have markedly increased during the pandemic. And also substance use, mm -hmm. alcohol, mm -hmm. drugs, Pornography has increased markedly, internet sex, um, because people are so bored, they're so uh, socially isolated, they're looking for some way to relieve that stress. And so they want uh, a, a dopamine high in the brain. Mm -hmm. So they get intoxicated and that high goes away real quickly. Uh, they look for some type of sexual intimacy outside of their marital relationship or extramarital affairs. And so all of that, be, but the, I think what Pastor is saying is these people are around you. Yeah. They're, they're, they're in your neighborhood. They, they may even be in your church. And you need to be aware and alert to reaching out to those needs. And, and when, when you see an individual who seems to be a little more depressed, don't take for granted that they may not be thinking about a suicidal act. Mm -hmm. Don't take for granted that they may not be thinking about using substances. And in that, many situations, you quoted that figure down in Florida, a 300% increase mm -hmm. in drug overdoses mm -hmm. and the use of Narcan by EMTs. So th those people were exhibiting some type of signs and symptoms, and often we just neglect that. We yeah. don't pay attention to it. You know, <clears throat> uh, 
Dr. Carolyn Leaf, who's just becoming so well known in, in, in issues dealing with our brain, our thoughts, our synapses, and all that technical stuff. But, you know, one of the things she kind of uh, solidifies, and then we've known really for a number of years, is that we really live out of about 75% of our unconsciousness. In other words, yeah. the Jesuit priest said, you know, give us your your child for seven years and we'll show you what kind of man or woman they'll be because so many things are formed in our thought life, our pattern by the age of seven, our beliefs, our values and all that. And if we don't, if we have some of those that's out of whack, and we all do, we're all raised in dysfunctional homes, right? No home is perfect. They have their positive and their negative. And if we have something negative we've never dealt with it, and it's a root issue, which you really deal a lot with in a lot of the things you do and teach and train, then when you're isolated, we already hear our voice, you know, nine times more than anyone else's because we talk to ourselves, we think to ourselves, and it's really dangerous if we got something unhealthy going on in our mind mm-hmm. um, that's or that's rooted, and we don't even understand why that came up, why that sprang up, and that's why it's so important to go in, deal with that, renew your mind, and that means a lot of times you got to step out and be vulnerable. And contact someone you trust, someone you love, yeah. someone you know, and just talk it through. And I've been more uh, conscious of people around me that maybe I need, need to send a quick text to or just touch base with them because I kind of sense they're isolated or they're going through something. Or maybe they're not. I'm just checking. So mm-hmm. that, that, that's something really critical. Any final words, Dr. Hager? We... Well, I, I just <clears throat> think that uh, we need to be alert uh, we need to be aware of uh, our environment. We need to be aware of those around us. We, we want to protect them, social distancing and, and masks. Mm-hmm. But we also want to realize this is a time for the church to step forward. Mm-hmm. This is a time for believers to have an effect on decreasing those yes. rates yes. of suicide, decre- mm-hmm. decreasing those rates of individuals who are uh, looking for substances rather than something that can truly change their minds. And as you mentioned, we always go back to the root issue. Drinking is not the issue. What causes you to drink? Mm-hmm. Sexual infidelity is not the issue. It's what causes you to do that. And we need to be, as believers, helping people to look into those deep seated root issues and finding that the only salvific solution, the only way to solve that is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It, it really is. And and that's what brings true hope. And this is a time as we open the podcast, I want to remind you as we get ready, and we'll, we'll pray for folks. <clears throat> that is, this is our opportunity as a church. This is our opportunity as the body of Christ to step forward and make a greater impact than we've ever made. Anytime there's an epidemic, anytime there's a flood, a hurricane, anytime there's unrest and violence in your nation, in our nation, that we shouldn't sit back in angst and fear. Mm -hmm. We should have the facts, understand it, how to deal with it. But we also say, okay, that means people's hearts are more open. That means I have an opportunity maybe to speak into someone's life. I've never had an opportunity. I know we've had some of our, professionals, especially some of the young professionals, where the the corporations they work for let people for the first several months work from home. And they said, we voluntarily, one said, I just voluntarily went in. I got to know two VPs of a national corporation that I would have never got to really, they knew my name. I'm a, you know, higher management person, but way down below them. And, and I ended up being promoted because they got to hear my vision. They got to know me. We got to encourage one another. 
and proximity is power. And, and so what are you doing? Now that person can help the kingdom more. Now that person can do more for God because they have more assets and resources. So never take times of pressure, of unrest, of uncertainty, and fall into the trap of fear and that you're hopeless. Remember, you have the greatest hope of all. Remember, as a believer, we say it here all the time, you have an unfair advantage over the world uh, who doesn't have Christ because we're here to lead them, to strengthen them, to bring them, because ultimately that's the difference we want to make, an eternal difference. Yeah, John 10, 10. Behold, I've come into the world to give you life, and life not, more abundantly. Not flat, mm -hmm. life more abundantly. So good. So, Dr. Hager, how, how about if you would just, as we close out, uh, pray pray for what's on your heart for those that need to come to Christ, and but also pray for those that are just hurting and lonely and need encouragement as well. Sure, I'd be honored. Father God, we... Um, come before you this morning as a group of believers. Uh, Travis, back there behind the camera, uh, praying for us. And uh, we just uh, lift up everyone who has come under the influence of uh, this podcast. I pray that you would touch their hearts. I pray that you would enable them to become adequately informed. But most of all, I pray that you, Holy Spirit, would draw them to yourself. I pray that uh, individuals would realize that life is not hopeless, that you do not want us to live with a constant sense of fear and dread. I pray that you will uh, enable us to look to you for guidance, for direction, but most importantly, for a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. And if there's anyone out there today who is saying, uh, this is a bunch of hogwash, uh, may they be in, uh, convicted. May they realize that that personal relationship with you is the only way for life to be uh, livable. And uh, so I pray that you would uh, deliver us. I pray that those who are being drawn to drugs and to alcohol, who are being drawn to sexual sin, uh, who are thinking about taking their own life, that their life would be changed as a result of this, that you would move in and you would uh, restore their lives, redeem their lives, transform their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. And uh, I want to thank you again for joining another Difference Makers broadcast. Now, you can go to our YouTube uh, page and uh, join us as well on our Difference Makers uh, uh, page there for YouTube. Uh, subscribe and let us know. But there's many other uh, uh, Difference Maker uh, podcasts there that from a variety of topics, I believe, encourage you. So we thank Dr. Hager again, and we thank you. And go out and make a difference because you are a Difference Maker.